welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast Season 2. Here we are, Game 1 of the season against Toronto Maple Leafs. This is a big game for both teams, I think. You know, you look at Toronto's point of view, you know, they're going to try to come back and, and, and see what, you know, should have been last year in their eyes. And, you know, the Habs are, you know, coming in. Uh, and making sure they know in their their own uh, at home that you know it wasn't a fluke and um, you know it's exciting first period and what do you think so far? Yeah, I think that definitely uh, Toronto fans are considering this game eight and Montreal yeah. fans are considering this game one. Yeah, um, I think a let's big... just dismiss that off the bat. Yeah, that's just a ridiculous it's just thing stupid. to say. That's that's a loser's mentality. Yeah. And that's look... the that's the kind where like you say like. You know, we'll play. We'll play a game of any kind. Then the person goes best two out of three, best three out of five, yeah, best five out of seven. <laughs> it it's never like, ends. It never ends. Yeah. And so, by all means, like continue to call this the same series. You'll get eliminated again. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we're talking about a Habs team coming in. You know, a lot of changes this off season. Um, you know, as we discussed in the preseason podcast. Um, but you know, coming in and you know, seeing the preseason games without Price, without Weber, without Byron. Um, you know, it felt a little different than seeing them tonight. You know, it's very odd to see a start a season and, and not see those big names out there, especially in a, against a team like Toronto. Well, that's it. And I think it is important to note that, you know, while Price is out for us, uh, Matthews is out for them. Yeah. Those two somewhat negate. I would yeah. think it's a bigger hit on Toronto, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, you, you throw know, in Weber in there. You exactly. Throw in it does balance out. I, I do want to just cover very quickly. Um, you know, the Habs started off very, very strong. I think we saw like, uh, at a certain point the shots were 8-3. to three. Um, First goal of the year, um, as though this is a storybook, Jonathan yeah. Druin from Anderson and Kulak. Just a great 2-on-1 play. Um, that line is going to be so strong all year, you can yeah, tell. Yeah, I was really not expecting the pass from Anderson there. Yeah. I, I know, he shifted his hips a bit, and I love watching these plays because... You know, sometimes you you like to catch on to the subtle body language and you kind of have to decipher, like, what is for show. Kind of like, you know, how a wide receiver is running routes against the corner. You know, you kind of have to mix, like, I have to get my body in a certain position, but I also have to kind of, you know, distract away um, against the defender. And I saw, you know, Anderson's hips kind of slightly turn to the left a little bit, but I thought that would maybe be, um, you know, kind of just a you know, smoke screen because we obviously know he's a he's a shoot first kind of guy. I yeah. was really thinking he was gonna go uh, short side there. Yeah, and as we touched on the uh, preseason there, he's he's our point leader for the preseason. Mm-hmm. So you know, he really has taken. It, it, he does notice that his game uh, has taken on a new uh, dimension, if yeah. you will. Um, I I just I'm loving this line. Uh, Suzuki and Caulfield look great with Toffoli. Um, you know, I don't notice Gallagher being on the quote unquote bottom six because of the time like split between yeah, the teams. Yeah, he had a couple of really good chances. Yeah, there. and then you know, obviously it's one one, and we gave up a power play goal. Um, you know, we're we're one for two on the power play, uh, on the penalty kill, excuse me, and uh, you know, it's, there's certain ones where it just can't help it. Yeah. But uh, we do seem to be getting into some penalty issues early, so yeah. we really got to tone that down. I was going to say, you know, like a lot of the, you know, we had a 91% penalty kill percentage last playoffs. You know, a lot of that was playoff price. Um, a lot of it, too, was also, you know, the Deno Lekkanen, um penalty kill and also our, our big four defensemen there that were, um, you know, really killing the penalties well, but also were the majority of the guys who were getting us into penalty kill 
uh, territory. And I'm kind of seeing that even deeper now. You know, like I'm, I'm noticing a lot of roughness with Romanov. Yeah. Um, although technically, you know, he's going to have a top four role this year, even if it isn't tonight. Like he, you know, he's definitely going to breach that top four just from the lines that we saw, you know, floating around in, in, in camp and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but Romanov's playing very rough. You know, Sherratt's up to his normal stuff. And, and I even, you know, noticed Petrie getting into it a little bit, which is a little bit uncharacteristic of him. But I, I hope that... You know, this isn't something that it's a it's a fine balance with these guys. Like we really need them to play their game because Ben Sherratt, that's not rough, doesn't have much value. That's it. But at the same time, we can't be getting into these penalty issues, especially if it's not an actual penalty on a rough play, like it's a hook. You know, like well, it, that's it. You know, it's it's one of these things where you just you want to set the like tone. at least Romanov's it was it was a physical play. Yeah, you you, know? you want to set the tone, and again, I have no problem taking penalties for guys who are just, you know, out-muscling someone else and it gets called, but I don't want to see the lazy hooking calls. Yeah. One-handed hook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, obviously there's, you know, a vet like Tavares knows how to kind of tuck the stick under his elbow, but just don't put it there to begin yeah. with. Um, overall, though, honestly, really like how, you know, there there seems to be no rust um, We fizzled all. out a little bit at the end there. A, a touch. I think but that I was think, the penalties that yeah, did that I, I, to us. It was the penalties, but I think it was more so specifically the last two minutes as we got caught on a really bad line change. I know yeah. Romanov was out there for like almost a minute 40. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, you know, going into the second period, what do you want to see? Um, I definitely need to see us, uh, you know, just getting... Because I, I don't know, our, our chances are solid. I want to see his break out a little better. I noticed there was a lot of just kind of flipping it Don't into the say neutral that. zone. Yeah. Um, but I, I noticed we're flipping it into the neutral zone, but there is someone there to pick it up. I just want to feel like a little bit cleaner in terms of our breakouts, but we are breaking out specific, like whether it's, you know, clean or not is, is what I'm focusing on, but we are able to get out of the zone, which is nice. Um, I'd like to just see a little bit more from the new guys. I really like Paquette's play on the penalty kill. He stood out, but, you know, I'm waiting to see that first shot from Weidman. You know, he was taking one-timers on his knee in the preseason. So Keep in mind, guys, like, you know, we're, we're kind of floating back and forth between a few different formats. This is in the first intermission, so, like, a lot of what we're saying right now might not apply at the end of the game. Uh, but we'll make that clear podcast to podcast, kind of like what we were explaining in the preseason podcast with how the format is going forward. Um Speaking of, you know, going back to Matthews being out, kind of negating the price thing, I completely forgot, like, it's not even close, because, yeah, price negates Matthews. I'll throw in even, you know, prop, like, Byron in there to, like, make it a bit more even. So Byron, price negates Matthews. If you even want to go a step further, we'll say price, um, price Weber, okay, negates Matthews. But then again, we're still down Byron and Hoffman. Yeah. That's I mean, like, that's game. a lot of guys we're missing right yeah, now. Yeah, and caught Kniemi. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, he's a winger in Carolina now. Yeah, so, like, you know, we're <laughs> really not, uh, you know, not, not no, we're, full we're, and, strength and, and, I mean, I, I know, like, I'm not just trying to nitpick, but you also forgot Edmondson. Edmondson. Jesus so, Christ. Like, yeah. we're really, really battered right now, yeah. and we're showing that we're a strong team. Yeah. I don't understand how a team that, and I know there's a, a lot of new faces, but I don't understand how a team that went to the Stanley Cup final is yet again being considered a non-playoff. Yeah, team. I I think the aggregate of the of the you know the the you know pages I follow on Instagram or just you know on uh, you know major sports sites they have us, have us in like huh they probably have us at fifth. Yeah, and, and league wide they have us between nineteen and twenty three. Yeah, it's like it's an it's 
I, I've said it many times on the podcast before. Just keep counting us up. Yeah. Just keep I, doing it. The, the thing is, though, is that, like, the way the Habs are going to win, and it's been the, the same strategy for the last few years, is, like, you know, we always have our regular season troubles just with the, the, the fact that we have a lot of kind of grizzled vets and they tend to get injured quite frequently. Just get us to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't care what position. Just get us there and we'll perform. But, um, yeah, let's go catch the second period and we'll uh, be back with you guys in 20 minutes. All right, we are coming to you live after the game. Um, mildly disappointing, definitely a lull through the second, which is why we, you know, as our regular listeners will know, decided to skip the second intermission. Um, I don't know, I there's a couple things that I just wanted to touch on. You know, the first episode won't be terribly long. Uh, there's just not much to say. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of our very first game that we watched together as a podcast last year and it was against the Leafs as well so the 2020-2021 season uh game one I mean you like in normal NHL fashion the Habs play the Leafs game one and the game felt a lot like this game yeah it's the Habs come out really really hot and just like slowly but surely fizzle out and there's this lull and then there's a big push at the end and um, Not only the first game, I think our, our season, our regular season anyway, last year, like generally followed that kind of outline yeah. and um, yeah. Well, they were, we're kind of like a hit the nitro kind of team. Like we have bursts, but we're not good at keeping up a pressure. Yeah. Um, and we have really bad second periods. I hope that's something that changes this season, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Discipline is going to be a factor this year. The power play needs to get their shit together. A five on three and a power play in the third period yeah. down a goal. You just, you have to score. Yeah. I do want to single out Romanov for a second. Um, rough game. Very rough. Positionally a rough game. Played a very good, um, obviously, physical game because that's his style, but he needs to be in position. Yeah, like I'm sure you guys are, are you know, probably thinking of the this series of events that Jesse and I are referring to. Um, it, was a, it was a play where basically he... Um, who swiped the puck to him? Was, was it Weidman? Weidman made a diving yeah. play to get him the puck. Yeah, Weidman made a diving play, swiped the puck to, to Romanov to avoid a two-on-one, but Romanov, instead of pulling it back, kind of chipped it back, and uh, the Leafs just got it, and it was a two-on-one, and instead of taking away the pass, like you're supposed to do as a defenseman on a two-on-one, he decided to uh, play the man, and then uh, the pass got through. Good chance, Allen stood on his head there. And then it goes into the corner. Weidman's got his man. I clearly see in front of the net. Romanov's not in position. They get a huge slot chance because Romanov's not on his guy. Um, and, and, you know, beyond that, just basically most shifts, I found he just looked like he was overplaying the body. And this is something that I specifically remember saying around, I think it was probably around March last year, where I noticed Romanov was like, leaning a little bit too much into this into this kind of play where like I thought I'd never say it that I, I want a guy to play less physical. Yeah, he but just, he overplays he, the man, which is like unheard of. Well, in that, that's the thing is I think that he compensates with let's say rookie mistakes by by making big hits. Yeah, and it's also that's kind of his safety blanket where he knows he can hit hard. So if he has the option between. Uh, you know, being made to look a bit silly or definitely getting a good hit, he'll take the good hit because yeah. it makes him stand out. Um, you could tell he was looking for that hit on that two-on-one. Yeah. And, like, it's just not the way you And, and overall, that. just in the game, not to just, like, attack him, I just mean the team as a whole, there just needs to be a little bit more, like, willingness 
and and there needs to be a little bit more hunger. You know, it, it seemed there was that in the first period, and it just kind of trickled off. How do you feel about the uh, Suzuki line? I always feel very weird about that line. I, I there obviously, if I, I'm sure if I look at the score sheet, they were gonna have and and you know and some of the stats. I'm sure oh, they had a enough. decent game, but. They always seem to like just look ineffective, but they are Until effective. Until they are effective, yeah, I was going to say that. That's it. Like, I'm sure, you know, they each had a couple of shots tonight, and I and I just didn't notice, which means, I don't know, it's, I, I think they're they're sneaky good, but, you know, they, they definitely need to kind of be that line, because that's, you know, uh, with Suzuki's contract, we've definitely invested in him, and Toffoli yeah. proved himself so, last year. Just jumping in here, Suzuki and Caulfield were tied for first in shots. Well, there you go. And so, um, I don't know what the quality of the shots were, but still, they clearly so had the puck and had the chances. We're going to use a metric. Like, That's it's just, it. It's, it's odd. I like Definitely, um, you know, not as defensively uh like this thing it's like you look at the you look at that line defensively and it's not bad suzuki's shown that he can play great defensively he's an he's a all-around good center to foley has prowess defensively caulfield's obviously very very weak defensively but you can't have a like a perfect line in all aspects of the game right like in all in all honesty Brad that's a marshawn pasternak yeah. and bergeron beg to differ yeah yeah, well, yeah. but uh anyway they you know that line is going to be a very good line. It might have just been the matchup tonight that was maybe a little bit rough defensively on them, but I noticed we really suffered on the breakout with that line on the ice. Um, but yeah, let's go on to line two, the Anderson Dvorak line. Like Andrew and what a line! Like that that's going to be definitely a, like a a lock, a lock, which is good because while I like you know the fact that we run four lines. Um, it does come into issue sometimes when we start cycling in wingers because, like, you know, we're going to see eventually, you know, Hoffman jump in. Where does he fit in? And it actually makes it easier if you don't have just four open-ended uh, and open-ended lines. Like, it's good to have, like, one or two locks and then move the other pieces around. Like, last year where we had, like, line one lock, line two lock, and then three, four, you kind of just move around. Which I, th I think is going to be the same thing this year. I think lines one and two are locked in, and then... Uh, three and four, the ones that yeah. will cycle around. Um, the other thing too, and we'll we'll mention this again, uh, later. But Montreal does play tomorrow night. Yeah. And so they could be, you know, running at you know ninety percent. We play Buffalo. Tomorrow. We play Buffalo tomorrow. So that's just something to keep in mind that you know maybe you don't have all these guys gassing it on the first night, which I don't think is a good plan but at the same time you know they might be pacing themselves yeah i, I don't know if the, how good of a plan that is just because this is you know like a huge game against toronto like this is a team we're gonna be fighting for a playoff spot against um you know buffalo that's not really a team that we're gonna be you know really one struggling against and two uh you know we're not competing for playoff well, spots now, now you've just secured that we're getting blown out by buffalo <laughs> tomorrow um, um i i do want to just say and i again this is a habs podcast so it's the bias is not, uh, we're not hiding in any way. That is not a smart call by the referees on Anderson oh, at the end brutal, of the game. Brutal Two call. players going after Gallagher, who is an agitator, but then to call Anderson for pulling one of them away. Yeah, but you also, you know, you mentioned the fact that he's an agitator, which, like, we're playing devil's advocate there. Yeah. The same time is, like, you can't be, like, you don't get a penalty because you're a little shit Right, disturber. which the NHL clearly has a problem with. Yeah, like, you can't, like, the guy can't, you know, get under another player's skin, and that player, like, 
Yeah, know, the dimension that, of his like, game. Punch him in the face and then be like, well, you deserved it. Well, You're talking. It. That's it's like, it. That's a dimension of his game. It's a skill that he brings to the ice. As anyone who's played hockey knows, being able to be an agitator without taking penalties is massive it's huge for for times exactly like that where you're at the end of the game you desperately need a penalty to even up the even up the guys on the ice and um you know it's unfortunate that that happens but you know i hope that you know because you do see it a lot with gallagher where it looks like sometimes he does get the shit end of a stick where it's like oh yeah you know, the referees kind of look at him like, oh, not you again. Or the refs telling him to go fuck himself. Yeah, something like that, so... Word for word, I'm not paraphrasing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, uh, overall, like I said, a bit of a lull for the game in general. Um, you know, not not the outcome we wanted, but, you know, 82 games this year. Yeah, 82 so... games, and, you know, this is how last season started with Toronto. So exactly. I'm, I'm not so... too worried at... Uh... Yeah, on to yeah. Buffalo. Tomorrow night, Buffalo. Um, kind of looking forward to that because I, I'm more curious about the state of the Buffalo Sabres than yeah. anything else. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, uh, Alan we'll played. It. Alan played great tonight. I he looked a little shaky at the beginning, and I was a little bit worried just because uh, there were some positional issues. But you know, looking at you know Jake's game last year, um, it resembled a lot. And you made a good analogy to Tim Thomas style, where it's yeah. like you know he's not exactly the same, but he kind of have has those moments where. You know, you, it looks like you should be worried, but just don't be yeah, worried. I, I, I consider him a fish out of water, yeah. but uh, intentionally. <laughs> like, when Jake Allen's out of the butterfly, like, it looks like all hell's broken loose. But, like, you got to kind of just, you know, trust it a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like having a really, really, really messy room, but knowing where everything is. Yeah, like, he's not the prettiest cross-crease skater, but you got to kind of just... But he gets it done. You know, yeah. 933... We could it's a lot like game. actually. It's a lot like Yaroslav Halak. Yeah, you know, like I, Halak, I, I think Halak like, when he's in the butterfly, it, it's all good, and then when he's up, you're kind of like, oh shit. Yeah, I, I'm drawing on bigger names, but you know, like Dominic Hasek, Tim Thomas. Yeah. These are not guys, or even Martin Brodeur. Hasek's an extreme, but when yeah, he's but I mean, up, like it trickles yeah. down. It's it's one of those things of like these guys were not exactly by the book. It's it just just to make the point of that. It's doable. It's not yeah. optimal, but you know what? Jake Allen's what thirty one. Yeah. I I really don't want to start changing <laughs> yeah. his can't uh, teach old dog new tricks. No, and and I We're really also... don't want to make him have to change now. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And there's, I mean, his stats don't lie. Yeah. But another thing too is we're also coming from the reference frame of Carey Price, who's like yeah. probably the most like beautiful skater. Yeah, and like just the, yeah. so positional and, by the book. Yeah, like if you looked up cross crease, you'd get a picture of Carey Price. Yeah. Jake Allen's a lot more like shit, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, I actually like when I see Jake Allen go cross crease, it looks kind of like if I went cross crease. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, nine, a but a nine thirty three in the NHL would prove that I wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So yeah, tomorrow you know I'm gonna break out my uh, the classic Rob, uh, uh, you know panic mode. Tomorrow's a must win. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Uh, I have to say, win or lose, it feels great to be back doing this properly. Yeah, it feels uh, fantastic. Missed yeah. hockey quite a bit, and there's quite a bit of games to come. So yeah. uh, we look forward to spending you know, the next 81 games with you guys and the Buckle playoffs. Up. So uh, for those who are you know have listened before, welcome back. For the new listeners, welcome to... Uh, it's going to be quite a wild ride of emotions. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. We just 
message us on Instagram. We love interacting with you guys and yeah. hearing your opinions. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, Jesse and I have a lot of similar opinions, so we kind of are, can sometimes look like we're in an echo chamber. So call us out on Instagram, uh, get in our DMs, and uh, yeah, maybe you'll be on the show. All right, we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.